My name is Varney Sembola from Baltimore, Maryland, and yeah, I'm in the pallet business, making about a thousand dollars a day. What's up? What's up, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, the business podcast you can actually apply. You just heard from Varney, who started his pallet flipping business at the beginning of the pandemic, inspired by another Side Hustle Show guest, John Wilker. Back in that episode 274, John called it a middleman business or a matchmaker business, connecting companies with excess pallets. They receive their products in on these pallets and then they got to get rid of them in some way and connecting those companies with other businesses that need them, sometimes even in the same industrial complex and profiting on that deal. Stick around in this one to hear how Varney sources his inventory, where he finds his buyers, his creative storage and logistics solutions, and more. Now, one quick note, we recorded this from his warehouse. Don't worry if you don't have access to one. He didn't start there either, but I do want to apologize in advance for some of the background noise. But if we look past that, he's got some great ideas and advice on how to start and grow a pallet reselling business. Ready? Let's do it. I went surfing on YouTube, you know, like we all do. I found John Wilker having another interview on, a, on another platform, and he was saying how much money he made uh, within a couple of hours. And, you know, I said, well, you know what, Dad? I'm not one of those people that say, okay, it's too good to be true. I always want to find out for myself before I can make that assumption. So I just went out anyway and said, you know what, let me let me uh, watch him a little bit more and find out if this is something I want to get into. As I kept watching, I, I realized it made a lot of sense. I just reached out to him and said, listen, you know, I don't know you and you don't know me, but whatever you know, I need to know the same thing. And that's how the relationship started. Yeah, so my understanding, of, at least the way John described the business on the podcast several years ago, was building this database or directory of buyers and suppliers, companies that need pallets and drums and you know, kind of these shipping byproducts for their businesses in the industrial parts of your town. And then on the flip side, creating this a similar list of buyers, you know, people who need this stuff for their business and just trying to play matchmaker. He called himself a middleman. And that was that was that. But my question was always like, well, you know, these companies already have a process in place if they've been in business for any length of time. So, you know, what is the what is the intro pitch? What is like, how did you get on these uh, companies' radars, or how do you kind of go about sourcing this initial inventory? You know, a lot of companies need our help. They're hoping that someone's going to walk through that door to ask them how they can help them. And in the business, like John says, a matchmaking business. They need our help really, really bad. And, and when you go to talk to these companies, that's when you realize, oh, they have a problem and you can come in as a problem solver. And the funny thing is, Nick, these two companies, they may be literally a few blocks, one or two blocks away from each right. other. Well, why don't they just communicate and help each other out? But they don't, you know, and that's okay. when we come in. We make that match magic happen, so to speak. So it's happened to me too. And I'll share this with you if I may. Um, I had a company reach out and say, you know, we need 200 pallets. And I said, okay. At the time I had, you know, I still have my van. I had a cargo van. I couldn't fit like 30 in it. So I told them I could get in the, the 200. I had the 200, but I can okay. only deliver 30 at a time. So what I did was I delivered the first 30. And then, okay, let's say uh, the company I delivered to was in building A. And then you have building B and then building C. Building C had over like 440 pallets, right? And then company A needed 200. So as I was leaving company A going and 
right to building C, there's all these pilots that they need. So I just stopped there and, and, and you know, asked, and they're like, well, go ahead, help yourself out. <laughs> so I load up my van, <laughs> I load up the van right there and turn around and came back and drop off those pallets. And the company was like, wow, that was really fast. <laughs> I said, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I, I told them, I said, okay, look, give me another like 10 or 20 minutes and I'll be back. And I okay. went back there and load up another, um, another 30. But this time I can't go, I can't just drive back and make it out of here. So I had to go around the building and actually park the van, wait like a few more minutes and then come around that's how crazy it was. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I made, that was two grand in, in uh, 45 minutes. Wow. And I was just, yeah, I was, I was literally blown away by that whole uh, uh, experience to make this matchmaker for 45 <laughs> minutes to make $2,000. Is it common to get inventory for free? Just people trying to get rid of this stuff? It was. And to an extent, it's still a base, but it's getting a little bit tighter. Companies that used to give it give it to you for free, they are now trying to get into the market as well. Were there any types of locations or industries that you targeted early on? Yes. So there are companies around that they receive a lot of pallets every day with their products. And so those are the companies I target because, for example, if company A has receiving you know a thousand pallets a day, so I just go there and then what I do is I duplicate whatever that company is, because every company always have a competition. So I always go to their competitor as well, because they will have the same amount of pallet, if not more. Okay. And that's how I source my pallet. Okay. And then on the buying side, what did you find effective there? Oh, man, Facebook. The power of social media is insane. I mean, I get buyers from California. I get buyers from uh, Chicago. I get buyers from everywhere, um, just from a Facebook post. Oh, so it's not always just local, not always just driving four blocks down the oh, street. To no, I, I started with local and I still do local, but I've expanded to different states where I have buyers coming with tractor trailers. Right after our interview, um, a tractor trailer should be pulling up here um, today. Okay. So we have buyers from other states. How do you figure out the the pricing on something like this where it's, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure in a way where it's like you're getting it free or for very cheap from suppliers and then these other companies need this stuff like how do you figure out the pricing and margins that you're aiming for well so how i do it is basically uh make i will go to a company that have pallets and if they're keeping their pallets i will usually ask them hey you know if you don't mind me asking what do you uh what do you purchase a pallet for maybe i can try to save you a few dollars you know and usually they're open to tell you what they pay and then based on that, you can adjust your price to basically fit their need and save them a couple of dollars as well. What's typical these days with the price of lumber, especially during the pandemic going crazy? Like what's what's typical pallet cost? The typical pallet costs about 12 bucks. Okay. And that's a B grade. Very yeah. much a volume game where you know, you've got to be moving hundreds of these things at any time to make any significant money and it's like a big bulky thing oh, i can only fit 30 in the cargo van what's the logistics setup look like i mean you're, you're talking to me from your warehouse today but is that how it started like, i'm curious just if I'm, oh, no. I'm dealing with bulky stuff like i could like okay well it's cool i can make a good margin on it but where do i where do i keep it in the meantime when i started i just had a van and i'll keep them in the van and sell you know 10 here 20 there and so far 
But then I realized the potential of the business, so I decided to like really take it and run with it. So I went and rented a parking lot where you put one car. So guys, I want I want to show you, Nick. I want to show you where I started and where I am. Okay. Yeah. So when I started, you know, again I was in that putting my stuff in that van because I had nowhere to put it. And then what I did was I came to a commercial space and I rented this parking space right here. It was like 60, 70 bucks a month. And that's all I had was this one space right here. Yeah. You know, but I just kept being consistent and just kept working until I went from this spot to the next one to the next one until I got all of this here, all of this space. And then this spot came available, so I grabbed this as well, where the van is, into my warehouse here, slash my office. Companies were reaching out to me on social media and saying, hey, listen, do you have 616 pallets? We need those uh, if you can get it. And then what is your price? And my price is like 10 bucks a piece. So when I was able to get 616 pallets, in about two, three days and saw all of those in less than four hours for 6,160 bucks. Yeah. That was a major game changer. I had no background in this, but I didn't even, I would see pallets on the street when I'm driving and, and just look at them as trash. I never really pay attention to it. If you travel a lot for work or for a vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. After, yeah. talking, with, after talking with John in that episode a few years ago, every time I would see 
a flatbed truck like stacked up with pallets and like take a picture and text him like pallet money and he'd be he'd text back be like that's probably 600 bucks right there you know <laughs> it's like yeah you totally never look at it the same way but it's just one oh, of yeah. these like kind of businesses that run in the background a lot kind of these byproduct type of things that you don't really think about but yeah these pallets and other shipping materials are changing hands all the time and there's margin to be made for a matchmaker for a middleman like yourself pretty inspiring well, anyone, anyone getting this in, into this business, uh, the first thing will be get educated first. That's the most important thing. Get educated so you know exactly what you're doing. This is something that you literally get to decide what you want to make on a monthly basis. Every company or 99.9% of the company in the United States depend on this business. Nothing gets shipped out anywhere without pallets. So it's almost like doing a gold rush. We have the shovel. You need a shovel yeah, to go yeah, dig yeah. your gold. Without the shovel, you're not digging any gold. Without pallets, you're not shipping anything. Yeah, it's really exciting to see what you've built. I was going to ask if there were any deals that had gone bad or mistakes along the way. You, you know, if you had to start over, what would you do differently? That type of thing. I had a flyer that had 8,000 pallets. 8,000 pallets, that's about almost 80, 90 grand. And we had agreed that I will come into that warehouse. They had over 350 square foot of space and 50% of that was occupied by pallets. Okay. And, and we agreed that I will come in and I will clear out the entire space so that way they can have more room to put their product. And I took three months with me and my guys to go in there, you know, hire my guys, paying them and everything to bring the pallets outside of the warehouse. and organizing them real nice and neat and getting ready to start having my buyers bring their tr- trucks and pick them up. Yeah. The moment I do that, their warehouse is not completely cleared. And then they come back and say, hey, you need to give us $10,000 today or else you need to leave the property. And I say, excuse me? They say, yeah, you need to give us $10,000 for you need to leave the properties. If you want those pallets outside, you need to pay for it. You guys give me a forklift and everything, and I've been doing it for the last three months. How come you guys never approached me or told me in the beginning yeah. when the pack were inside? What, uh, so what ended up happening? What ended up happening was um, the risk. I told them I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to give them ten grand, and they said, "Well, you know, you can't come on our property anymore." Uh, and I don't think that was right. I don't think it was fair at all. Because yeah. at this point, I spent almost eight nine thousand paying my guys just to. Yeah, do, do the out. labor, yeah. It's just the labor alone, the labor cost. So, but it was another pallet company that came in and kind of finagled their way in there. And that's kind of your opener is, do you mind me asking, what do you do with those pallets? That's my opener. Um, but also what I do different too is I talk to, because every company have a, what you call a, a, a gatekeeper. Sure. So, I want to make, I want to establish a relationship with the gatekeepers because a lot of times people go into the actual managers and supervisors, they look over the gatekeeper. Yeah. And, and that's why the gatekeeper shoots them down and close the gate because <laughs> they don't make the gatekeeper feel important enough, you know. But I okay. do. I, I take my time to get to know them and see how the day was going, how long they've been with the company, and ask non invasive questions. And yeah, yeah. They usually will be very open to talk. So when I ask for the manager, they will literally take me and walk me directly to the manager's office. Yeah. Okay. 
And then, that's a great tip. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I'll just leverage the, the name dropping because I don't really know the gatekeeper. So if the gatekeeper name was Nick and I want to ask for the manager. So I'll talk to you first and I say, hey, what's your name? Nick. Oh, Nick, Nick, nice to meet you. How's your day going? Are you enjoying the day? How long have you been working? Okay. Yeah. I cannot ask for the manager. Then you say, Oh yeah, Ronnie, come with me. So when I get to the manager, I say, Hey, I was talking to Nick out there. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So right now the manager's like, oh, okay, well, he might be, maybe you know Nick, which I don't know Nick, but I took a little bit of, I took a few seconds to try to get to know Nick. Yeah, yeah, And because of that, yeah, usually managers would just um, open up and say, hey, come, let me take you, you know, take you on a tour of the warehouse. And they would take me around and show me things and give me some numbers and what they buy a palace for, what kind of palace they're looking for and how often they buy it and stuff. And that's where the relationship starts. Yeah, exactly. Starting those relationships and just spidering out, building out from there. So it's been a couple of years into it. MVPalletSolutions.com. Where do you want to go to see? You going nationwide? What's going, what's next for you? My goal is to go to a million a month. I'm on that journey right now. If anyone can make a dollar a month, you can make a million a month. And I started, my goal was to make a hundred bucks a month. I mean, a hundred bucks a day. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I did that in a few hours. And I said, well, let me go to 200 bucks a day. Okay. Let me push it to 500 a day. Okay. Let me <laughs> see if I can do a thousand a day. Yeah. But every goal was accomplished and I just kept going. If I did 200 a day, I said, okay, let me do five. If I did five, let me do a thousand a day. Was it easy to get to a thousand a day? There was no, you know, hiccups here and there, little challenges here and there, but I still got there. So yeah, the goal is to do a million a month and that's where I'm heading. And no one's going to stop me from doing that. Unless I die, but other than that, I'm not going to stop till I get it. Well, gosh, you know? hopefully, hopefully you keep kicking for no. a I would love to do a, a follow-up when you get there because I'm confident that you will, given the path uh, that you've been on. So, Barney, really appreciate you joining me. MVPalletSolutions.com. You can check them out over there. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for side hustlation. Doesn't have to be palette-related, just any type of entrepreneurial wisdom that you'd like to impart. Number one tip is consistency. You can succeed in anything you want to succeed in by just being consistent. We are human beings of habits. So if you can do something consistently, it becomes a habit. So whatever you pick that you want to do, as long as you know that stuff is beneficial to you, and, and, and it's, especially in the form of business, just hang in there to be consistent long enough until it turns into a habit. And once it turns into a habit, you got it. You don't even feel like you're working anymore because it's a habit. And yeah. if it's a good habit, trust me, you can go, space is not even the limit. You can just accomplish anything you want to accomplish by being consistent. Bavari, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you sharing uh, your uh, journey for the last couple of years. I'll let you go and load up that truck. But <laughs> thanks so much for joining me. And uh, we'll catch up soon. All right. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Varney. Lots of cool takeaways in this one, including just starting the conversation. I liked his note about building some level of rapport with the gatekeeper and then dropping their name with the eventual decision maker. I liked how he started super small and has scaled this thing up as his network has expanded. And we're talking just two years deep into this, going from a single cargo van to uh, renting out a parking space to now eventually having this warehouse, but doing it in a very low risk, very systematic way. And then finally, on the sourcing side, once you have one lead, 
well, they're probably not the only business in your area doing that thing. So it makes sense to call on their competitors as well. Go out, be a problem solver. Lots of good stuff in this one. If you want to learn more about this business, definitely check out the guy who inspired it. That is episode 274 with John Wilker. You can scroll down in your podcast app to find episode 274 in the archives or hit up sidehustlenation.com slash middleman and that'll get you right over there. Again, sidehustlenation.com slash middleman. Big thanks to Varney for sharing his insight. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're finding value in the show, the greatest compliment is to share it with a friend. So thank you for doing that. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Is there a more dreaded question than what's for dinner? Meal planning and eating well to hit your nutrition goals doesn't have to be complicated. Our sponsor, Factor, makes it easy by sending delicious, ready-to-eat, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals right to your door. Every week, you've got over 35 different menu options to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie options, and more. Some personal favorites of ours so far have been the garlic mushroom chicken thighs and the Indian butter tofu. These are restaurant-quality meals ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. It's the perfect easy button solution for busy side hustlers and couples. And it's not just dinner either. Factor has nutrient-packed snacks, smoothies, breakfasts, and more. And hey, plans change, which is why you can scale up or down your meals or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 and use code sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. That's code sidehustle50 at factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Big thanks to Factor for sponsoring the show.